We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We the People offers all American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio. Welcome. Our podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company. They are a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support the members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits to them. Do not wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each and every month with our coffee club, the coffee that gives back. Hello, we're at the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like so swap the tip out get you 125 grains instead of 100 which is big with those western hunters and then it's really simple to lock back in place roll those blades up and then it's a click and another click on the other side it's completely set in will not prematurely deploy will not rattle free solid containment 100 deployment every time so we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time so that's what's new for vip this year The Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes you get an inch and five eighths an inch and three quarter as well as a new four pin multiple pin head 
All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. All right, folks, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Bucks of America. This is the cooking section of the podcast here. Tonight's guest is, today's guest will be Johnny Jensen, and we're going to be talking about his favorite recipe from what created the inspiration, what he uses it for, uh, does he like to sh- introduce the people to this? I mean, I want him to have free reign of this, so Johnny, take it away, brother. Well, my favorite dish to cook up is... Uh, these venison jalapeno poppers right mm-hmm. off the bat. Yeah. I mean, it's nice, quick, it's easy. You can use half of a back strap. You just need at least 12 to 14 inches of back strap, two pounds of bacon, some jalapenos, and some cream cheese. Okay. So basically what you got to do is just cut it up into maybe one inch, cut your back strap up into one inch cubes. Cut your bacon in half and buy good bacon. Don't cheap out because if you got crappy bacon with a lot of fat in it, it'll sizzle and flare ups and it'll ruin everything. I'll just be charboiled. And you do this and you, when you prepare your, your uh, uh, jalapeno poppers now, do you do them on the grill or do you do them in the oven? Grill. Grill? That's yep. awesome, man. Yeah. So you got your bacon cut in half. So you set your chunk of meat on top you have a spoonful of uh, cream cheese and then when you're cutting your jalapenos it all depends on how spicy you want them you can leave the seeds in or leave the seeds out but I usually do like a quarter inch sliver like like an inch by a quarter inch Mm -hmm. sliver and then oh yeah and I forgot an onion you want to dice up your you want to dice up your onion in eighths so you got a big clove basically Okay. So you put your cream into that or cream cheese into that uh-huh. and then jalapeno, put it on the meat, wrap the bacon around the meat and then shove a toothpick through it. And I made it two different ways. Of throw it on the grill, put it in uh, an indirect heat. So just basically it's slowly cooking and just cook it till the bacon crisp. And you don't want to have any flames shooting up underneath because I'm yeah. just charred bacon. Okay. And I was always afraid of not just I hate having well done meat. Okay. But with having to cook slow, I've always wanted used to sear and everything. Well I found out it you don't have to sear, you just gotta stay away from the indic you gotta put it on indirect heat. Okay. And let slowly cook and that bacon, all them juices will soak into the meat and it actually turns out really well. Nice. Now when you're when you're since you're doing indirect heat what is the temperature you want to have the, the grill at? Do you want to have it at 200, 250? Because it sounds like you like to go low and slow. 250-ish. Okay. And on my, my cheap old grill, it kind of hard. It fluctuates between 250 and 300, but you want to try to keep it around 250. And it's whenever the bacon gets crispy to your liking, everything's done. But this Christmas, with splits, we ended up putting his, uh, we use his backstrap and, my wife's uncle got a Oklahoma Joe grill, a pellet grill. Okay. So we tried that. And then he used the Mystique pellets. Okay. That was delicious. Ooh, that sounds legit, man. That is the one thing I'm looking forward to is actually getting into smoking because 
I had smoked squash last spring on, on a trip on Tokoboji. And oh my God, that was delicious. And then uh, smoked hard boiled eggs. Game changer, man. Game changer. I got to have to try that. <laughs> it is surprisingly very delicious. And the biggest thing is mesquite and applewood seem to create the best flavors for both those type of plants. Those both those type of uh, things to cook up with. So then, so, so since you use fourteen inches worth of backstrap and all the other fixes, that sounds like it feeds how many people? Like what, 10, 15? Yeah. Usually, when I'd make that, it's for like Christmas dinners and turkey dinners. And yeah. Just for hors d'oeuvres, because then you get done, bring it off the grill, and then throw it in a slow cooker on low and just keep it warm. Mm-hmm. And that, is that something you it would it, this? meal that you prepared is this something you introduced to a, a first timer ever having venison i would yeah yeah Sounds- my, my step or my mother-in-law called me from florida once and she wanted the recipe so i gave it to her she's like well i can't have i can't find venison down there so yeah good luck trying <laughs> well she tried it with uh with cow and she said it didn't taste the same it was way better with venison Something about that game, that that taste, it's like he doesn't mm-hmm. quite deliver the same as it does with beef. But I want to uh, try. I want to try it with duck, duck too, or duck and geese too, because I like eating that stuff too. Yum. Uh, my my old landlord, uh, he liked to go duck hunting, and I uh, over here in the Mississippi, of course. So it's like we have the best, one of the best spots in the country for it. But uh, what he liked to do, what I found what I enjoyed doing, is is taking the breast and cutting them just enough to create a seed. But then mm-hmm. I would stuff them with a pineapple and do like a piece of cut of bacon on it. Put a, a toothpick through it, coated in honey. Oh my god, it's delicious. It's a good, it's a good meal, man. So just try that out, and it's like you'll not regret it. And the nice thing is, you have to just try it with a couple of stitches this way. If you don't like it, then this way you're not using a whole bunch of meat. But boy, it's so good. It's so good. Well, I think you nailed everything out there. I want to try this this out right here. Be sure to to uh, send me over your recipe. I want to post this in the show notes so this way people can try it. And if you have any pictures of it, please send it to me too as well. So this is why I can tag you, Tenacious Hunter. And uh, so this way bring a, a spotlight to your guys, uh, what you guys are doing over there, Tenacious Hunter. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Thank you again for having for coming on the podcast. You have yourself an awesome night. You too. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs>